looking for the little red box. And it's there. Why is always late? Magic. It's magic. Right. Am I you still echoing? Red box when I do? It doesn't no, come up? No, mine hasn't lit up yet. What? I see it. Well, now it just lit up for me. Huh. I wonder and, what that is. Yeah. Are we counting the seconds? Is that 20 seconds? That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm saying, I guess I was asking, are we seeing, are we seeing the same seconds? Yes. Oh, okay. 30 seconds. Uh, 30 okay, good. Okay. Maybe it's just the delay out here in the country. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got everything lined up. We do, we do. We got our, um, Victoria, I just said, you're going to go first with our weekend review and then I'll come in and then Ruth, you will come in. Yep. And then back to you, Queen Victoria, and we'll be um, I got it. The bio, and then we will we will get started. We got a good book, and we got a great guest tonight. So I am looking forward to that. As am I. Yep, yep, yep. We and and we we claim no technical difficulties this yes. evening. None, none, none. We will be running smoothly, smoothly, smoothly. So I think we got everything together that we need to have together. Um, Victoria, right. some sharing. I know that you do. And we already yeah. have some people coming in. So let's go ahead and uh, get started. Alan, you ready to roll? I'm always ready. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> Quack, quack. <laughs> no. made it <laughs> man that was good timing <laughs> it was you got it <laughs> everybody good evening good evening and welcome to authors up glad to have some of our favorite folks back in the house with us tonight we say good evening to you Nikaeta. glad to have you welcome back to authors up and um there's angie good evening to you angie glad to have you and Linda Cooks is in the house tonight as well. And we know we have some other people coming in that are going to be joining us. I believe, I hope, hope we have some other countries coming in as well, because we have a great topic and we have a great guest with us this evening yes. to share her book. 
and uh, how it all came to be, and we're grateful for that. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get started, as we usually do, with our weekend review, so you know what what we have been up to. So, Victoria, why don't we start with you tonight? <laughs> what has been happening? What has not happened? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I traveled back from Indiana on Tuesday, and I was so happy um, I didn't want to leave. I had spent almost two weeks with my mom and, and brother in Indiana and uh, got to my mom got to see all her children in the span of that two weeks, not all together as planned, but she did get to see everybody. They uh, came at different times, but I was there the constant me and my older brother. But my mom had her last chemotherapy um, treatment uh, infusion. And she was able to ring the bell. So we just thank God for that. My mom is 89 years old. She's been, you know, struggling with cancer for the past 15 years with, in, in two different kinds. But um, now this one she's struggling with uh, chronic lymphatic leukemia, which is, you know, blood. So she rang that bell. And, it, and I was grateful. I was just grateful to be there for that. Oh, it was wonderful. She just rang that bell, bless her little heart. <laughs> and it was good. It was good to be there to witness that for her. And uh, so I came back, like I could say it was bittersweet to leave. Got back to work, didn't want to go to work. Cause you know, when you off for two good weeks, you do not want to work. <laughs> so I've been struggling with that. So but, um, that, that was basically my week. Got some other things going on um, on the side, but you know, God is good. He is good. He he just sees me through it all. And I am grateful tonight for his provision and for his blessings and for his presence. That's 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 it. Amen. Amen. That's great. That's great. I'm I'm glad I did get to see a little bit of the video of her ringing the bell. Mom <laughs> looks good for 89. Man, she she's a beautiful lady. Thank you. Thank I, you. I know how you must have felt to be able to to see her ring that bell. Because yeah, I, I've been with her on many cancer treatments and, you know, I see how she has uh, been affected afterwards and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's not been an easy journey, but to know that was her last one, it was, it's just amazing. So. Okay. All right. Well, All right. Who's next? What about you? What about, what about you? you? We've gone from the, from the senior end of the spectrum to the young end of the spectrum because <laughs> Yesterday was my great grandson's birthday party. Wow, four, right? Four. Wow, big boy. He's a big boy, and I get, I get such a joy out of watching little ones. They, they, because they just take joy in the smallest things. You right, know, it doesn't matter if they can run back and forth. They're good. You know, but to to watch him, they they had the party at this place called Sky Zone, which uh, is oh amazing. the jumping and all that. Yes, yes, and 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 I looked at at his mom and and his aunt, and they're just out there jumping with them, and and the kids are having a great time. And it was <laughs> so funny watching him because she would jump, 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 and then she kind of sit down and jump back up. Well, he could. He could jump and he could sit, 
but he couldn't get back up. <laughs> he would kind of roll over on his side and get up on his knees and everything. But by <laughs> the end of the day, he had mastered that thing. Aww. We were cheering. We were so happy for him. And he's looking around at us like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> but he had a wonderful little birthday with his friends and and. His family and everything. So that that was really, really the highlight of my week. I, and we I, could tell. You could tell it brought you so much joy and it brought me joy. <laughs> I, I connected with some people, had some business things that that worked well. And you know, just being able to have the flexibility uh to do some things that were necessary and mm -hmm take a nap when it was necessary. And that's always a good thing for me. I know that's right. <laughs> so, <Not good. laughs> it was a good week, but but yesterday top, topped it all off for me. So I was really glad that I was able to, to participate in, and be able to see him turn four years old. So that was oh. good. Tyler Shane, that's his name, Tyler Shane. So we were happy for little Tyler yesterday. <laughs> What's been going on with you, Miss Ruth? Oh my goodness, what hasn't like Victoria said, what hasn't been going on? So I'll tell you what though, I've been um so my toe is getting better. I did have my orthopedic tomorrow, but we'll see. Good. Um my youngest is getting ready to graduate basic training. It's hard to believe it's just it's been it's I mean it's only been a few weeks. She just yeah. left. She just I know. Left. I know. And it's funny because every letter she starts off with, it's hot. It's hot. And <laughs> obviously it's hot in Oklahoma. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think the highlight of my week was my oldest daughter had a, um, so she's Barbara Brader. She had a pop-up in New York. And while she was up there, she was going to stop in and see my dad, who's in New Jersey. And she got to meet her almost three-year-old auntie for the first time. Oh, good. So she was... Uh, they took a liking to each other. Um, my sister has pretty much skid out of the uh, terrible twos and into the, what is it, the terrible threes or whatever they are. So <laughs> she, was, uh, she was a character. Um, but she just, you know, she at one point, I guess she liked my daughter so much that she jumped out of her dad's car when they parked. They were going to go out to lunch and immediately took my daughter's hand and they just strolled into the restaurant together oh, oh that is sweet cool. yeah so it was it was it was interesting um getting her texts and all that but yeah so my sister's going to be turning three in about two weeks and uh yeah. oh that's right that's why she's pictures. august baby too right mm -hmm. yes yeah. time for pictures we haven't seen her for a while and I know oh my god you you you'll love it you'll love it she's just <laughs> beautiful so yeah, I'll send those pictures. Great, great, Thank you. <laughs> and Miss Victoria, you now have something wonderful for us. Yes, to tell us a little bit about our guests that we have on with us tonight. So yes, and we are excited about this book yes. right here. We're always excited when we get to talk about God. Whoo, I love it. Okay, our author tonight is Norma R. Crutcher. And she is an ordained and licensed minister and is the co-founder of Moments in the Master's Hand Ministries, which is a service-orientated ministry 
that has been facilitating Christian conferences, workshops, and counseling for 30 years. She lives in Ohio with her husband, Ron, where they spend their time, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, growing in love, faith, and evangelism together. That's awesome. They have four adult children and five wonderful grandchildren. Now more than ever, Norma believes people need a reminder of God's divine presence and has authored her new book to do just that. She guides the reader towards self-reflection and illustrates how the hand of God is never far. We're going to take a short break right here. And when we return, we'll meet our guest for tonight, Norma Crusher, and she'll be talking with us about her book, Moments in the Master's Hand. We'll be right back. I am blessed. How are you all? We are good. Um, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, so full disclosure, Norma is the minister who officiated my marriage 25 years ago. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So we like you already. (laughs) (laughs) They were a pretty special couple. Yes, they are. Thank you. We love them. So we, you know, and when I saw that you had written a book, I thought, oh my goodness, we have to have you on the show. And it has been a, just a pleasure reading the book and just getting to share that. So let's get started tonight and let's just, you know, let's start by talking about the book. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay. Well, let me ask some questions. Okay. If If you knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was with you, in the past, in the present, and in the future, would you walk more by faith and not by sight? Would you walk boldly and confidently in the knowledge that whatever happens in life, God was always going to be there? Would you trust more? Would you give more? Would you love more? That was my question when I wrote the book. What does God's presence mean? I mean, for me, it's been everything. Mm -hmm. We think about how he says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we can do that because his presence is with us. He said he never leave us nor forsake us. And in our darkest times, he's there carrying us, like it says in the poem, Footprints. Mm And so when I wrote the book, I wrote a lot of my experiences, as well as I took some of the experiences from the Bible. And I just wanted to show how God is always there. It doesn't matter if we see him, because he said he's never going to leave us. And that's a promise that he gave. Yes. Yes. Amen. (laughs) So... Books usually aren't, you know, you wake up one morning, you decide, oh, I'm going to write a book. And, you know, two months later, it's written. So how long was this process for you from you well, know, inception to 
the title of the book was given to me about 25 years ago. And actually my husband, he came out of the bathroom one day and he was in awe. And I said, what's the matter? He said, I had a vision of you. You had written a book and you had a book signing. And I'm like, I wrote a book. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and, and, but he was in awe. And so what we did was we started the ministry Moments in the Master's Hand Ministry. And we worked with churches, large and small churches. We did outreach. And um, and I kept pondering, what was this was supposed to be about? And so I started the book, I don't know how many times. I tore it up because I felt that's not what God was trying to tell, wanted me to say. And so about, hmm, I say about 10 years later, I actually sat down and I started writing and it felt right, but I didn't finish then. Hmm. And I picked it up about five years later and I actually wrote the book and I sent it to some publishers, but I didn't feel like it was the right time. And they all accepted it. Hmm. They all said it was a great idea. They loved it, but I didn't feel like it was right. But last year, I got a call from a friend and she wanted me to be a part of a conference that she was having and the Lord placed it in my spirit that now is the time. Wow. So I brought it back out. I started looking at it and I sent it to a couple of people and they said, Oh, it looks good. looks good. But the Lord said, look at it again. So I started looking at it. And from the time when I finished editing it, it was totally different from where I saw it. And that's yeah. what I sent it to and I'm like, this is a whole new book I got here. You know? <laughs> I got so excited. And um, editing is the most important part of a book because you edit, then you look again and you have to edit some more. You have somebody else look at it and they see something that you haven't developed yet and you have to develop that. And so it's, it was a process, but it was exciting. And you just see how your life comes to life because you're writing this book and, and you say that, oh my God, God was always there, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. So. Awesome. That is so awesome. And Elder, uh, Andrea, I saw you shaking your head when she started talking about the uh, editing. It's an important <laughs> Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh, we talk about that a lot. We do. Oh, we talk okay. about journaling. We talk about editing. But those are that's that's like the top one. You know, it's, it, it's just that writing process, and then there's that editing process, which you know creates basically what you have, um, forms it into almost the final product. So that's that exactly is right. Awesome. Awesome to hear. Um, all right. So let's talk about your book as a tool for ministry, because oftentimes I feel like there are sometimes that people just want to write a book and that's great, but that book can also be utilized as a tool. How do you use it? Well, I tell you, I've had people to tell me that the book has helped them to see and understand how God protected them and guided them through life. I had a young lady who she was on dialysis and she went to dialysis three days in a row. And she said each one of those days she read my book because it's a, it's a small book. So she was able to read it and it gave her peace and it gave her hope. 
I've had other people who say it was so uplifting and inspiring. So it's been really good. And when young lady said she cried through the whole thing, you know, so yeah. it's been really a blessing to hear some of the reviews that people have, have, um, shared with me. And some of them, they didn't write it down, but they called me. I know my, my aunt, she was so excited. She's 90 something years old. And she said, she's going to read this book every day. This is now her devotion. Peace. It gives her joy. Oh, wow. like, Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yes. All right. So we know that you were led by God. How did you you know, when you went through that second writing process, how did you pick the stories? You know, were those, you know, did you look back on them and say, okay, that was God's presence? Did you always know that was God's presence? How did you just, and I'm assuming part of this was just listening, but, you know, how did, how did you form your book the second time? Okay. Um, well, the first chapter is about God's undeniable presence mm -hmm. because there's, when you really look back, you can see miracles that happened in your life that only could be God. Mm -hmm. I thought about the moment, like the last one when my mom passed away. And I realized that it was emotional for me because I didn't live in the same state as her. And so I couldn't be there as much as I could as I would have liked to be. And so when she passed away, I had that guilt on me. And it didn't help that my, my family, some of my cousins and aunts were making me feel just as guilty because I didn't pick up and move down there. Right. Um, and so I had to go through a process of giving that over to God because it was killing me. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't function. And so I had to give it over to him and lay it on the altar and just let him know that, Lord, this I, I have to give it to you because you said there is therefore no condemnation in those who love you. And so I just gave it to him. And so each chapter that I that I put in there, as you've seen, I had a little a little verse that I put with it, either a scripture or I found an, a quote from a, a person. And I thought it just it just spoke to that chapter mm -hmm. as it spoke to me. And so that's how I, I just went through. I just thought about life in my life and how the process that I went through and knowing that God was with me because I didn't all, I, like I said, I went to church for years and years, but I didn't go there to worship him. I went there to, to celebrate with my friends and, and just to fellowship with him. And when I was going through something, because a lot of times you don't even know that you don't have God until you don't have him mm -hmm. in the time of your need. And so you go searching and that's when you find that I need you now more than ever before. And mm -hmm. so that's how it came about. Just knowing that it doesn't matter. God is always going to be here. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. If I just take a breath, just breathe, I'll know that in the end I win. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, you can add author now to your list of accomplishments. Hallelujah. Are you <laughs> are you planning a second one, a next book? You'd be surprised. Yes. 
Actually, it's almost done. I have, okay. I'm doing the editing now of it. And it's like a, a, a title came to me one day. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. Should I tell you the name of the book? Yeah. Sure. Okay. The name of it is The Essence of Living in a Coma. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Intriguing. Yes, it is. And so I'm not going to tell you anything else. <laughs> but yes, I have written it and I'm editing and I'm excited because it didn't take me as long as it did the first one. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just, I'm excited. I'm excited about God. He is oh, amazing. That is awesome. And we're excited with you. So Thank you. it is just, it's, it's a joy always talking to first time authors. Cause it's just, you, you, you feel that joy with them. So Thank you. I am going to hand you over to Andrea. Okay. Okay. The essence of living in a coma. I'm liking that. One thing uh, that I, I, I love the book, first of all, I, I enjoyed the, um, the uh, quotes that you had at the beginning of those chapters. I really enjoyed those. I like the fact that a lot of times as authors, we get concerned about words, the number of words and how long is the book going to be and is it going to be long enough to be in a particular category or whatever. But I'm glad that you trusted God because it, it, to use this as a guidebook or as a tool, it is, it is so refreshing to know that there are people who are reading this on a daily basis, you know, who have really taken it to heart and who, who are being inspired by all of the things that you've written there. And I, that, that, is, that is more than commendable. I, I just, I think that is just wonderful. That, that it is being used in that way. Um, I, I particularly enjoy, and I even asked Ruth uh, before we came on, I enjoy uh, listening to those times, whether they are current times, past times, or whenever, when you know that you know that you know that God did it that he, mm -hmm. he stepped in and he did it. And and Ruth began to smile immediately. And she said, I can't think of anything right now, but I know, I know. And I had that same knowing. And I, I would like for you to share one of those stories with our audience. Um, welcome to the Bahamas, by the way. They, they have tuned in tonight. We're glad that they are with us. But can you just choose a story where you knew for sure it had to be God. Yes. Um, okay, I'll take the first chapter where I was 15 and I was sitting on a bench. I lived in the projects in New York and they had converted the parking lot to a park for the kids. It didn't have a guardrail, so it was just kind of open. And I was sitting on the ed edge of the bench and there was about seven of us on the bench and around just playing music and having a good time. And there was a little boy, he was about two, he was with his sister and his sister was walking on, but he was standing there just 
looking straight ahead. And his sister kept saying, come on, come on. And because she kept saying that, it brought my notice to him. And I started looking to where he was looking and I could see a car barreling down the road. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't stopping. And I was on the edge of the bench and I felt myself, it was like a, a haze went around me. And it was like I was in another world because it was so quiet mm -hmm. and peaceful. And I could see like shadows of people in the, in the forefront, but I didn't know who they were and it didn't look like regular people. And the next thing I knew, I felt myself get up and the car hit me and I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any pain or anything, but I felt myself fly up in the air and roll around three times before I hit the ground. I still didn't feel any pain. And I knew that that was God protecting me with that haze, like an angel was around me, just covering me up. And we laid on the ground for a while and the ambulance didn't come right away, but the fire department did and they protected us. And my sister kept yelling to stay away from her, stay away from her because her, her leg is messed up. And I'm like, my leg must really be messed up because this lady is screaming and hollering. She was a girl then. But, but um, eventually my mom, she was at work because she worked at night and we went to the hospital. The ambulance took me to the hospital, but there was no one there for me, no adult. So they couldn't see me. So they left me out on a gurney and they told me that until they get permission from an adult, they couldn't work on me. Wow. And um, I started crying because I was concerned that my leg was really messed up and nobody cared. <laughs> And this young lady came over. I had never seen her before. I didn't know who she was, but she smiled. And she told me that everything was going to be okay. She walked over to the nurse and let her know that she was my relative and that they could work on me. Wow. And she just stayed with me the whole time until my mom got there. And then when my mom got there, she bid me goodbye. And I never seen her again ever in life. So I knew she had to be an angel. Wow. And I was kind of sad that I didn't even think to ask her what her name was or who she was. And my mom thanked her and she didn't think to ask who this lady was either. But then she walked out and um, I went home and this lady in the neighborhood came to our house and said, you really need to praise God. And I'm 15 thinking, I don't understand what you're saying, but she said that car instead of rolling over you all, it lifted up and passed over you. Woo. And was the other wow. side of the grass. She said, that was nothing but God. Mm, nothing, but so, God. nothing but God. Nothing but God. So she and it stayed in my heart. But at the time it didn't make much sense, but I placed it in my heart and I know now, wow, I'm still here. Because of God. I tell you what, when when we are blessed enough to have those encounters, um, they they don't go away. No. They don't go away. They they stay with you, they stay with you, and a lot of times they will resurface um in in dark moments. Amen. You know, that there's just something that nudges you, that keeps you remembering 
who he is. Amen. He has done and all that he is able to do. And and I just it it mm. okay. I got this. I got this. <laughs> I got this. Um it is a feeling that you don't forget. Amen. You may not understand it at the time. You may be too young to be able to process it. Amen. But you don't forget it. You don't forget it. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you about one other thing while I can still talk. <laughs> no, get, get up and start running around my room here. Uh, but but um, we are all, we are all, we as believers tend to uh, be concerned with and always talk about the will of God. I want to do the will of God. I want to be in his will. Um, I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to do what he's called me to do and all of those things uh, having to do with the will of God and what his will is for us. And you had a chapter in there that I would like for you to talk about uh, with our listeners tonight that has to do with the will of God, the permissive will and God will and free will. Can you tap into that chapter for us and just share a little bit about that? Yes. Hmm. So when I was looking at the at David, King David, and looking at his life, and I was just noticing how when he had nothing else to do, he was kind of bored and he went up on the, the rooftop to just kind of walk around and he seen Bathsheba, I mean Bathsheba. I'm, I'm sorry, taking a bath <laughs> and um, he wanted her. Mm -hmm. That was his flesh wanting her. It wasn't the will of God because, because God had given her all the, uh, given him all that he wanted. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the phone was distracting. So but um, so let me get my train of thought back. That was my daughter call. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, so what he did was he, as a king, took his authority and went after Raya's wife, his one and only wife, and took her as and slept with her. But he didn't realize that she was going to be pregnant. And he knew that the people in that his kingdom was going to not be happy with him taking this man's one and only wife, getting her pregnant because of his authority. He he knew that she could not say no. And so because of his will and not the will of God, he decided that this was what he was going to do. And because it was not the will of God, God was kind of angry with him and had a, a prophet to come to him and help him to realize his sin and his mistake. But this was after she had gotten pregnant and he had put Uriah in the front line because he tried to get Uriah to come home and, and sleep with his wife so he could say, this is your baby, this is not mine. They didn't have DNA at that time. So there's no proof of anything else but 
you slept with your wife. <laughs> and so, but Uriah was so loyal to the to King David. And so he did not sleep with his wife. So King David had to put together another plan. And his plan B was to put him on the front line and have him killed. And so it worked. And he said, you can mourn your, your husband for a little bit, but you're coming into my house. I'm going to make you my wife. But he didn't realize that he put consequences in motion because there's always consequences to our actions. And so because of his consequences, because of his, his um, lustfulness for this lady, his whole household, his whole household was in disruption. His son um, raped his da daughter, who was his half-sister, and then did not want her, Tamara, and threw her away. But the other brother, who was a full brother, killed that brother. So mm -hmm. murder in the household. They had to run because his son decided that he was going to take over from, I mean, take over the, the kingdom. So it was just... Uh, we put things in motion when we right. don't follow the will of God. And the will of God is just knowing what's right, just doing what's right. He says, seek the kingdom of God first and everything else will be handed over to us. And so he did not seek God's will in this. He he just said, I'm going to do what I want to do because I want to. And sometimes we want things that we know we're not supposed to have, but we take it anyway or mm -hmm. do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Victoria, I'm, I'm going to because yeah, we I'm, could keep on going. We could. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop now uh, and and give you an opportunity, uh, Victoria, to talk with Norma and ask whatever questions you might have of her uh, regarding her book. Thank you, uh, thank you, Norma, for going into that for us. Thank you for asking. <laughs> well, I, I too love the book and I too love the quotes um, in the beginning. And I too, I'm going to have to say, you know, get the book, y'all. Get the book. Y'all know that's my line. Get the book. Do you have a copy of the book so you can show us what it looks like? I do. It's a, little, oh, it's a powerful book, y'all. Get the book. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, in the master's hand. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and, and and it's truly full of moments. I appreciated the fact that you um use Bible stories and um your life stories to bring your points in. And um one of my favorite chapters is chapter four. I love the story of Joseph because if anybody knows the story of Joseph, Joseph suffered. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> suffered a little while. But then it was all for the glory of God. And um, the quote that you put um, in the beginning of chapter four, which is entitled prepared, all significant changes are preceded by chaos. Yeah. And that's by D Deepak Chopra. So can you talk a little bit about um, that? That, you know, I know that, you know, we all know this thing. Well, some people may and some people not. I can't say we all know the story of Joseph, but you know, Joseph had a tumultuous time. But again, it all came for God's glory. Can you talk about how you brought patience out in that? Yes. Okay. So with the story of J Joseph, Joseph started out as a young. Sorry. I'm sorry. 
I was mixing up the chapters. Joseph's story is about being prepared, not patience. Patience is my other chapter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. But being prepared. <laughs> so we don't know how God's going to prepare us for what he wants us to do. And in Joseph's case, he was a, a young man who had lost his mom. So he was an orphan, practically. <clears throat> his father took him... He loved him so much because he loved his wife so much, Rachel. But she died early in life. And so after she had Benjamin, but because he had such a sheltered life at first, his brothers, they hated him because he had such a relationship with his father. And he was a spy for them because the father would send them out to be, you know, the spy on the brothers because they was always doing something that he didn't he didn't approve of. And so Joseph would run back home and tell the father snitch. <laughs> and so they hated him for that. And so they decided one day that they were going to get rid of this young man because they couldn't right. stand him. And so they wanted to kill him, but the older brother said, no, nope, we're not going to kill him because in his mind, he was going to bring him back to his father. So they threw him in a ditch. And before the older brother came home, Reuben, I mean, came back to where they had thrown him in the ditch. They sold him to the Ishmaelites as a slave. And this was a whole new experience for him because this is a 17-year-old man who has had everything in life given to him because of his father's love. And so all of a sudden he had nothing. He was a slave, not only sold one time, but sold twice. Right. They brought him to to um, the Pharaoh's kingdom and he had to work for Potiphar and everything was going well then. The favor of God was with him and everything was going well until the wife looked at this young man and said, ooh, (laughs) I want a piece of you. (laughs) But he was so loyal to the the, um, Potiphar that he said, no, I I can't touch you. He's given me everything but you. And the wife was like, I don't even care what this husband saying. I want you. And he right. said, no. And because he he would not sleep with her, she has, she accused him of rape. Yes. Yeah. So he was put in prison. Poor Joseph. Poor yeah. Joseph. <laughs> Something that he didn't do. And so he was in there. You know, he was wondering why God, but right. he was constantly just doing what he had to do. He was yeah. learning. He was becoming author. He was becoming a leader, because every time he went into the household of Potiphar and prison, they would put all their belongings t- in with him. Everything the the prisoners they put him in charge of them. So yeah. he was learning how to become a leader. So this was a learning process, even mm-hmm. though he was in the midst of the prison and and being sold as as a slave. He had an open mind to understand that God, my brothers did this um, for evil, but you did good because you wanted me to learn how to to serve your people, to save your people because you knew that this drought was coming. And so there was no one else that had the skills that I have in order to save the people from starving. So go on, I'm sorry. I said, that's it. That's it. it. He prepares us in the midst of our struggles. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. I love that. I do. And, and there's so many th more things. I love chapter eight that talks about patience. And um, it really spoke to me. You have a quote there that says, um, well, I'm going to quote your book. There's uniqueness within us all, but we tend to compare ourselves with each other, with other people's success and abilities. It's easy to focus on our weaknesses instead of our strengths, especially when we hear those we admire speak and pray so eloquently. eloquently. It has a way of making one feel inadequate. And I really that real I really identify with that as you know, we I step out to do new things that I haven't done before. You know, sometimes we can't feel less than. And so I thank you. I thank you for um writing such a book. And um y'all, y'all y'all just have to get it. I mean, it's so much and we're running out of time. <laughs> but can you talk just a little bit, just a little bit about that part about you know, um your uniqueness. Amen. I, I think about when um, my ministry and how I used to hear people that could pray so eloquently or speak so amazing. And I would think, oh, God, I wish I could speak like that. Right. Oh, I wish I could pray like that. And I remember the Lord saying that you don't know what they went through to get to where they are. Amen. That's it. And you, you have a journey of your own. So stay the focus. Yeah, the path that I have placed you on, because if you thought if you knew what they went through, you would be changing your mind sometimes and be like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's like, so. Amen. Well, can you tell our, our listeners and our viewers how they can get in touch with you and where they can find your book? Because they got it. You got to get it. Yes. My name is Norma Crutcher and you can email me at. Norma Crutcher at, at um, gmail.com. My book is located on Amazon. It's located at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. So any online bookstore, you can find it. I um, It's there in Kindle as well as paperback. It's a small book, so it's easy reading. I, my, I've been told that it's a powerful reading because it's so small. You yes. <laughs> so yes, that's where you can find it. It's also on what is it? Osana at Global. Was it Global? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm trying to hear. What'd you say? Oh, okay. Osana Global. LLC at gmail.com. All right. Hey, Ron, you said thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I, again, I have so much I could say because I would love to hear about the conferences, how you use the book in your conference. But I, like I said, I know we run out of time. So that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Um, it has been a joy. It has truly been a joy to have you as part of Authors Up Tonight. Is there any one thing that you want our listeners to take away from this conversation tonight and, and the book that you have shared with us? Any, any final statement that you have? Just to get to know the presence of God, to know that he is always with us, the confidence that will come with that. The knowing that whatever I do, 
He's not going to leave me nor forsake me. He's not going to let me fall. And if I do fall, he's going to pick me right back up. All well. And that's what I want people to know that get to know, have a relationship with God. Have a relationship knowing that to know that you know that you know God is good. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to leave me in this place. He's going to bring me out to the other amen. side. Bury me out if need be. Amen. 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 As they say, that'll preach right there. That okay. Right there. I tell you what, this has been a wonderful, wonderful journey with you tonight, Norma. And, and we thank you so much, so much for being with us, for sharing, for following his will, for writing the book. And we will all get something out of it. I'd love if you don't take anything else away tonight, take those three words, all is well. All is well. Well, that's it for us for tonight. Again, we thank Norma. Thank you, Ruth Griffin and Victoria Henderson. I love the I'm glad whenever we get together. We are hopefully your favorite place to be on Sunday evenings. We are right here at 7 p.m. And again on Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. You can get a replay of this program. Be sure to share it. Be sure to share it. Talk about it. Let somebody else know that they are not alone, that the presence of God is with them and through their relationship with him, they will know that all is well, that's it for us for tonight. Come on back next week. We're going to be right here. We're going to let Victoria's coming back and Ruth's coming back. I'm coming back. We're going to be right here at 7 p.m. next week. And you know we always say you never, ever know what's going to happen when you tune in to Authors Up. So come on back and enjoy and enjoy with us uh, and see. we're going to see what God has for us next week. That's it for us for tonight. Everybody have an absolutely amazing week. Spend some time with him and hopefully we will see you. Ruth, did you have something uh, final? You always tell us about how to get uh, uh, our website and everything before we close. Absolutely. So we are also uh, available on YouTube um, and you can download our podcast uh, during the week. Uh, so it, please follow us, um, Authors Up show you'll find us on instagram you'll find us on facebook youtube um yes if you have any questions if you would like to be on the show you can send us an email at authorsup at gmail.com and there you have it authorsup at gmail.com that's it for us for tonight thank you uh, for listening thank you again norma and uh we'll see you next week thank, thank you for having me good night everybody good night, girl good night <laughs>